Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 4. David's Reaction Staring into David's eyes, Katie could feel heat as it radiated through his body. He looked like a tightly coiled spring, ready to jump unexpectedly. She looked down at her fingers, waiting for him to speak. It didn't take long. That was some show, David said through clenched teeth. She didn't know how to respond. Instead of saying anything, she quietly walked over and sat down on one of the discarded seats. She looked up quietly, waiting for him. You're not going to comment? David said the word so quietly, Katie found herself leaning forward, making sure she heard. What do you want me to say? Oh, I don't know. Let's start with a little acrobatic show your friends displayed. Katie glanced up, surprised. That's just the cat in them. I usually don't do that. She eyed him warily. That's really what you want to talk about? How many flips my friends can do in the air? David pushed himself off the wall, his agitated walk reminding her of Jackson. No, I don't want to talk about that. This whole time. I thought you were too upset about my sister's death to talk about it, when all along you were protecting him. He spit out the last word like it tasted bad on his lips. What? Do you seriously want me to believe you have no idea what I'm talking about? I'm talking about every time I tried to ask you about Sam's death, you always brought up his good points, how he had helped you while you were protecting him all along. David's voice rose to such a level, it hurt her inner ear. She wasn't physically afraid of David, but she trembled over the amount of anger he was displaying. I was not. Yes, you were. Do you want me to name each and every time you protected him? He killed my sister. Katie shook her head in denial. No, it was not him, David. He killed Sam, Katie. No, he did not. How do you know? David pressed. How are you so sure it wasn't him that made the killing blow and not? Katie quickly glanced up as David's words ground to a halt. It was Stephen. He admitted it to me. David closed his eyes, shaking his head, his anguish evident. Stephen killed Sam. I know Jackson didn't because I'm bonded with him. Bonded, David spit out the word, his eyes once again filled with heat. Yeah, I've seen how bonded you are with him. You are like two robots up there, turning your heads the same way, talking exactly the same way, the same words coming out of your mouths. I don't know how I looked up there, David. Katie tried to keep her anger in check. I only know how I feel and how he felt beside me. I feel his remorse, his self-hatred, his despair, 
It weakens him both in body and spirit. Katie tried desperately to explain it to David. He feels it so strongly, it weakens me. David reached over and kicked a chair, which broke under the assault and scooted across the floor. You are my girl. I'm not going to stand around and listen to how another guy feels around my girl. Katie jumped up, her heart racing in her chest. I'm nobody's property. You get that out of your head right now. Do I need to come over and kick someone's ass? The thoughts came into her mind so abruptly she was startled. No, she said out loud. I really don't want to fight anyone with the last name of Black, but I'm not going to sit around and have you yelled at like that. Jackson said through his thoughts, No, I'm fine. Not realizing, she said the words out loud. Are you talking to him right now? David asked. I can't have a private conversation with you without him butting in. He felt my emotions going out of control and decided to investigate. Katie tried to explain. David stepped closer. Can he see me? I'm not sure if he's there or not. David took another step closer. His eyes narrowed. Let's get one thing straight, you murdering asshole. You took my sister. You're not going to take my girl. Katie is mine. Anger consumed her body. She wasn't sure if it was hers or Jackson as it raced through her veins. You listen to me. I decide who I belong to. And for the moment, it's not you. She stepped away and headed for the door. She left it open. Changing into wolf form and running towards home, she no longer held back the tears. Katie lay on her bed, tears streaming down her face. Jackson and Candy had both tried to talk to her through her thoughts. She asked them to leave her alone. She went over in her mind the fight she had had with David. She remembered all their conversations she had had in the past. She closed her eyes when she realized he was right. Every time David pushed for answers, she had felt an overwhelming need to protect Jackson from the damning consequences of Sam's death. At first, she shied away from David's questions because she had felt guilty trusting Jackson. Later, she was protecting Jackson himself. She had repeatedly told David how Jackson had saved her while eliminating the fact he was responsible for his sister's death. She closed her eyes thinking about David and how she could make things right with him. She felt her mind being transported. She immediately recognized the waterfall. It was several yards away. Not knowing what was happening, she stayed behind a large tree, watching the area closely. She heard the small child laugh before she saw her, watching the little girl pick up a rock and throw it into the pool. Looking up in surprise, she saw David standing by the edge. He was watching the child. He smiled softly at her. He casually walked over and stooped to the child's level. Lifting her up, he swung her around, cradling her in his arms like she was his own. Katie smiled at the picture it created. She almost stepped out of the woods to greet him when she saw the spirit of the great white tiger step out of the woods. 
it advanced towards David. He first stared at the tiger before slowly lowering the child on the ground behind him. He cautiously stepped towards the tiger, softly speaking to it. Katie strained her ears to hear. She couldn't help grinning as she heard David explain in a very soft voice how the tiger should just turn around and leave everyone alone. The tiger paused and took another step towards David. He didn't move for a couple of seconds. Then again, he told the tiger to turn around and leave. There was nothing here it wanted. The tiger stared at David before slowly backing into the woods. Once the large cat had left, he quickly turned and grabbed the toddler. He turned and ran in the opposite direction. Not wanting to miss a thing, Katie followed him with her mind. She made sure she could see him at all times as he stumbled through the woods, holding the child protectively in his arms. Katie could see the huge tree limb causing him to stumble and fall. He fell hard on his side, rolling onto his knees, his arms still tucked around something that was not there. Katie watched the spirit of the great white tiger walk into the clearing. It glanced in her direction first before taking a running leap into David's form, stunned. Katie could only watch. David leaped to his feet and rushed headlong to where she was standing. He rushed towards her, out of breath, his gaze panicked. Katie, we gotta get out of here. There's a huge tiger in the woods. It tried to eat the baby. What baby? Katie couldn't help repeat the words Jackson had once told her. David looked down at his hands, then quickly around him. There was a child. He looked around confused. Reaching out, he grabbed her by the shoulders. Katie, you're in danger. I must protect you. We have to go. Now. There's no tiger, David. I saw it, Katie. It was huge. David grabbed her hand and was trying to lead her away. You passed the test, David. The courage test. The great white tiger makes all of us go through. Don't you remember? The baby tiger decides to eat. The mother faces the tiger with only a rock. She searched his face until she could see recognition in his. Congratulations, David. You are the next werecat in Lexus. Katie remembered earlier that night when David's anger was tangible as heat radiated off his body. She had missed the all-too-obvious signs of a person going through the symptoms of a werecat. But I don't have the right gene or something. Isn't that what? David paused, looking at her quietly for answers. Yes, that is what Jackson said. Obviously, we are still learning. She knit her brows in confusion. You can't see the projections either. I'm not sure what it means. David stepped closer to her, his eyes intent on hers. Are you really here? She looked up quickly. What? David shook her a little. Are you really here? Or am I going to have to wake up and find you're still angry with me? I'm going to have to figure out a way to make it right. She smiled into his handsome face, his features concerned. I'm really here, David. She shrugged her shoulders. Actually, I'm lying down on my bed, but my mind is here. I'm sorry, Katie. David lowered his forehead, resting on hers. I don't know what got into me tonight. I'm usually not such a jerk. I know you're not. Do you remember when I tried to take out Central High's basketball team? David nodded, a grin on his face. 
That was the night I changed into a wolf. She gave him a soft smile. The hot and cold flashes are going to drive you insane. The mood swings are going to make you lose all your friends, unless they're werecats, of course. She slowly added in her head, You are going to turn on the full moon. Your transformation is going to make a huge difference in our group. David cocked his head to one side. Why is my transformation going to make a big difference? Katie couldn't help grinning. Because you are going to be the next great white tiger. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's session of My Castle, the second book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.